Welcome back to another episode of Gaffe Book Reviews Unfiltered with Miller and Yuning. Today we will be talking about the novel House of Earth and Blood, book one of the Crescent City series written by Sarah J Maas. It is an urban fantasy novel following Bryce as she tries to solve a murder of her best friend, Danica. She is paired with a notorious fallen angel, Hunt, who has been offered a deal to regain his freedom. They soon discover a dark power that threatens everything they hold dear. This is part one of a two-part podcast covering part one and two of Crescent City. I've been reading this book over like a month now and I just keep on, like I started it, then I stopped it, then I started yeah. again, and then I stopped and I came back to it and now it's been like a smooth. Yeah, because it's so long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So at first when I started reading it, I was like, I didn't know what to expect because like all of Sarah J Mass's other books were set kind of in like the olden days, if that makes sense. Like, and then like, this one suddenly started like in the future with all this technology. And I was like, hmm, interesting. We'll see how this goes. And then. Yeah, I was kind of surprised and really excited because everything else that you said was in the olden days and it was like high, more high fantasy. But this one's urban fantasy. And I swear it's like set. 2,000 years in the future, or like maybe even more? 20,000? Really? I don't know. Let me search When is. I can't remember, but I remember it was like very far into the future, so not even. Like, not even now? Not even now. Oh, yeah. Okay. And also, I really liked the kind of murder element to it because I've been into like murder mysteries these days. So I was like, yeah, hey. <laughs> like murder books. Yeah, I mean, I haven't read that many, but this one has been pretty interesting so far. So maybe I'll have a go reading some murder, um, what's it, like detective books, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so like, and again, it being like a Sarah J Mass book and how there's constant, like, like a, a key element of a lot of her books are like the rope, like the love interests and stuff. And and now like I've started to like hunt, but now I'm worried that like, something's gonna happen. There's gonna be something's gonna happen. They're gonna like break up or something, and then she's gonna move on and find another guy. And like at that point in time when you're reading it, you're like, yes, I ship them. I want them to be together. But then she does such a good job of just like transitioning you to the next like love interest, you know. I don't know. Yeah, it's similar to um, A Court of Thorns and Roses, that series. Yeah. It was, we thought she'd be with Tamlin, and then suddenly, the second book, he's like the villain. And, yeah. And then, like, it's, it's quite interesting. Yeah, and then like the, Thorn, the Throne of Glass series as well. Sam, but then he dies. Yeah. And then Dorian, then Kale, and then finally Rowan. Like, Yeah, she literally went with every guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But honestly, like, do you like that about her books? I mean, it works. I like her books. I like the plot and everything. It it works. So yeah, yeah, it's fine. I think it works, but not if she does it for every series. Mm. Like, I would agree to show like her growth as a character, but not just because of like 
you want some drama in your book. <laughs> so, for example, like this one, I actually don't mind to with Hunt. Like, I think he's a pretty cool... I mean, to be honest, he's very similar to all of the other boy uh, male characters she's been yeah. talking about, so yeah. All her, like, male love interests have, like, that similar... They're either, like, tall and tanned and muscular. Yeah. Tattoos. And they have wings, maybe. Like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's and like the same. Like, assholes. Yeah. And from like <laughs> enemies to lovers and like they don't yeah. like each other at first and they're always like really like sassy and um like quick firing. Arrogant, yeah. yeah. And then it's like But it's same as her girl characters. I mean mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't finish the Sword of Glass series, but they're all like very powerful individuals and I can't spoil anything, but I wouldn't like it if they were, if she only wrote characters that are like the most powerful in the whole entire universe. Just give me something new, you know, I want to, I want to follow a person who has like struggles of being like an actual outcast. Well, we kind of see that with this book. Because Bryce is like half face, so in her world, she's kind of an outcast. Like, people look down on her because of her human heart. Yeah, but. I mean, I'm like, at the moment, I'm not. I'm thinking that she's like an outcast and that. Oh, yeah, yeah. At this moment, in the beginning, yeah. Yeah. But. But. No, no, I don't actually. Not really. Like, every guy literally likes her. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't I mean, really. I mean, I think the problem with Sarge Moss is she's trying to make it more relatable, but then she made a character who is so sexy, who is loved by everyone. Like, she already made this character to not be relatable, but then she's trying to tell all her readers that she's a relatable character. Like, it's not yeah. working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And- but I don't really have a problem with Bryce. Like, I like her as a character because she's badass. Yeah. And- in the end, this book is meant to be for entertainment, so mm. it's all good. Yeah. And, like, this book, um, this book, it's, like, a, an adult book. It's not young adult, I don't think. It's, like, more, um, it's, it's not young adult. It's, it's like, an adult book. It's not a young adult. It's, like, the next level. I don't yeah, know what adult. it's called. Maybe, yeah? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, yeah, and then, like, it's really different from her other books. Like, this one has a lot more, like, like swearing, drugs, drinking, partying, and some a lot more, like, it's just really different to her other books, I think. And she makes Bryce seem, at first, like, that, like, stupid party girl, but there's, like, another level to, like, that yeah. we don't at first see and we don't realise at the beginning, which yeah, I think was interesting. I prefer... Sarah J Maas is just going to make all of these random words up. Like mm. last time there was so random... Oh, yeah, like, I can't remember. Karanam or something. And <laughs> <laughs> it's a big it such random words. So at the beginning of this book, I was just so confused. She was laying down so... Like she was trying to build this world and she was just giving us information after information, just like, like all these sort of different... Um, supernatural beings and they belong to this house to this house and there are the humans which are oppressed and like the whole thing is just so confusing at the beginning and there are still some things which I don't remember from like about 
there's like the structure and the hierarchy of everything in this book yeah i feel like she needs to cut down on like i swear every series she starts the first like a hundred pages or so is just information being thrown at you and it's not being shown to the reader it's more like oh you you either catch on or you just don't yeah <laughs> and yeah it's very hard to understand in the beginning and since i think she's trying to lay out the foundations because this, this is going to be like a series yeah. but honestly i don't i think she should spread it out more yeah not all at once so that we yeah. just get so confused but yeah i remember in the beginning i was literally going to put the book down because i just was so confused but i continued to plow on so yeah it was worth it yeah it was i like i liked it i liked it okay good good <laughs> Each of her books have like the the stunning, powerful, like amazing yeah. girl, and then um, the like the brooding tall man who just I don't know, just very. I mean, you can't deny it. You can't deny that. But I'm a sucker for that. So yeah, literally same. <laughs> this is why I always read her books. Like I know it's just going to be the same thing, but in like different characters. Yeah. I mean, not even different characters, just different names. Mm. But literally, I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so one thing I, like, thought about is that, like, all her, like, the main characters of her books, they all have some form of, like, like whether that's, like, a creative side or an art side. Like, Feyre would, like, to paint. I think Aiden, whether she, like, read books and, like, music. Wait, wasn't it? Like, music. Yeah, something. yeah, I saw this, like, music, yeah. And then uh, Bryce likes to dance. So I think yeah, that's a nice yeah, yeah. thing, how they each have their own creative side. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And also, usually, um, for example, art and dance, they seem more like for girls and everything. And I really, I really like how she adds that on to a strong female character to make it seem mm. like, you know, it's okay to like these things. Because nowadays, it's usually like boyish things are seen more cool. But now she's putting more girly things and incorporating it with like strong female characters. It's going to encourage people to just be like, to just do what they like and not care about like the coolness of. I I can't. Do you get me? No, I yeah, I understand. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Plot. Should we go through the plot? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, at the beginning when um like they were just having fun partying and then like. When she gets home and finds Danica and the pack of wolves all dead, I was like, what is going on? I was so shocked at first. Like, this hasn't, like... I mean, like, each of her books kind of have, um, like, something dramatic happens, which, like, is a catalyst yeah. for the rest of the books. And I think that, like, the death of her closest friends is a catalyst for, like, for this series, for this story, and kind of sets off on... Bryce's adventure. Her story, yeah. Yeah, her story. And uh, uh, yeah, I think it was sudden because of all the world building and everything, that just dragged on and then suddenly there was a death. And I was like, finally, we're getting to the good part. So yeah, I really like that. Um, but did you expect that it would be Danica who died? Like, I didn't expect that. No, not at all. Because yeah. she was like, from what um, she was described was, is like really powerful. And yeah, exactly. Like, there was no one... I don't know if there was anyone more powerful than her. Like, she was more powerful than her... Like, her mum was supposed to become the person who... Um, what was the name again? Is it the Star Sword? 
I just remember she's even stronger than her pet, uh, like her mum or whatever. Yeah. Um, and her mum was like jealous of it or something. Yeah, and she wanted the um. That, you remember there was that sort, of, and then yeah. but then Danico inherited it from like whichever person. <laughs> but I really liked um how finally the main character had like. Actually, no. Aileen in Throne of Glass, didn't she have like Lysandra or something? Lysandra, yeah. Yeah, were they like best friends? I think so. They like slowly they became yeah. closer. Because at the beginning, I think they didn't like each other, right? Uh, I, I didn't read I didn't, it. So I didn't. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah? Yeah, but I really liked the friendship between Danica and um, Bryce. I don't know, it felt like kind of realistic, well, more realistic. Um, and yeah, she was really cool. I liked her the most. Like, she's a really cool character. Yeah. So it was a shame she died. Yeah, and I think like their friendship was like really strong and like yeah. that, like it made such a big impact on Bryce that she had completely changed after like she and her friends were murdered. And apparently yeah. there's like, they talked a bit about how like, how long it, I don't remember they were in like some sort of like a really bad situation or something and then like um Danica like finally said that she loved Bryce or something and like you just see how strong their relationship was and how badly it affected Bryce um yeah, I really wanted them to be gay for each other. <laughs> I, I think Hunt asked there was a point in the book where Hunt asked whether they were lovers and it was like I, I kind of had I was thinking Maybe they were, but then she says that they weren't, so they're just really close yeah. friends. I'm still waiting for when she literally writes about a character who is in, you know, LGBT a plus community. Yeah. No, she has a few on like the side, but then yeah, none of them are main. Yeah, I know. I think we need to that kind of like um, representation in. Yeah. Books, yeah, but um, I mean, actually, it doesn't have to be the main character. It could just be like a main character still, but like one of the main characters. Yeah. Uh, not just like some person they see only once. Yeah. For example. Yeah. That'd be cool. Oh my god! You know, at the beginning, how it was like the like um I think it was between Bryce and Connor. Do you remember that guy who um? Mike, Mika. What? Connor! There was a guy between that they were supposed to like go out or something finally and then he died and nothing ever happened between them but he was like a potential love interest of Bryce. Yeah, I don't even know what I would say because he was just in the beginning and then he died. Uh, Oh wait, I remember this dude. I remember him. Like the very, very beginning. Yeah. You liked Bryce, but she didn't like him. Or something. No, she did, but she wasn't. But she was ready playing hard for to like get. A... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, also, like after the death of like Danica and the pack of wolves, and like Bryce completely changed. I think like she still had that kind of persona of like this cover of like the party girl, but like she stopped dancing, she stopped drinking, she stopped doing drugs, and. Yeah, I actually like that. Yeah. It was more realistic. But I'm hoping she picks it up again, you know? Like the dancing and stuff. I think she will. I think she will. I hope so. 
don't know how long now. this series is gonna be though. Like, if it's popular, it's probably gonna be as long as um, wow. Throne of Glass. I hope so. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Oh, I but like it's like six hundred pages for each book. <laughs> yeah, this bong was. This book is excessively long. It's what, like yeah. nine hundred or something, almost. No, I feel like. She should get like an editor that is really harsh on her, like that will cut it down. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Especially then, the world building. Yeah. And then we so say what happens. So they get killed and then oh my god. So after they get killed, then she gets sent to the prison thing for questioning. And that's where we're introduced to Run. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Her half brother. And then we also meet Hunt and a few other people. But then yeah. it like skips for two, it is a two year jump. And sorry, so you know how, so she finds the pack of balls who are dead, she follows the demon, then she finds an angel, like that's like torn open and like really yeah, injured. Yeah, Mika. Yeah, Mika, Mika, I don't know how to say it, but Mika, I don't know. we found out later in the book that it was him. And it's like, yeah. Someone so like even as powerful as him, like who's doesn't he like run the city or something? Someone that yeah, he's powerful. like the strongest, whatever. Yeah, yeah, strongest angel. I don't know. Yeah, and like even he can get something. But then, like I'm thinking in like the end of the book, is something gonna happen? Bryce is gonna be the most powerful of them all, and she's gonna kill his demon and everything. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it gets intense. Um, <laughs> and then, um, then the two years go by, and then there's the other death of the vampire, the vampire. I don't know how to say it, but of that guy that she meets at the bar to settle one of the meetings for that gallery um, owned by what her name is like Jacebo or something. Do you remember? This is hazy, hazy memory. But yeah, I just remember there was lots of deaths and then she was asked by Mika or someone to like find out the murderers, I mean the murder. Yeah. So and find get... out about the murder, yeah. Yeah. And then Wait, like... do you know who the actual murderer is yet? No. Oh, okay. I, it's, it's the demon thing, but someone has yeah. to summon it, but I don't know who interesting <laughs> um yeah. yeah so and then like when they're first paired like Hunt and Bryce when they're first paired it's like they don't really like each other but then slowly they begin to trust each other and then near the end of part two they like start feeling like attraction towards each other and it's like hmm there's just so gonna much happen <laughs> yeah Oh my god, wait, let me, I highlighted this quote, it's so funny, I find it so funny, um, Hunt, open the door, do you mind if I swear? That's fine, Okay. When he looked like that, muscles upon muscles upon muscles, all covered by golden brown skin that glowed in the first light, it was outrageous, she'd seen him shoutless before, but she hadn't noticed, not like this. She'd seen she a share of cut of beautiful male bodies, but Hunt Athalas blew them all away. Oh my god. That is just so like extreme and like over the top, I think. 
He oh. looks like a toast. <laughs> <laughs> They're like literally golden brown. They're all golden brown. Yeah, I swear, isn't um, Bryce also like golden brown with freckles and like who knows what else? Oh it's like, <laughs> is that like the only words she knows how to describe them? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> Why are they all golden? Anyway, that's just her preference, you know, that's just her preference. Maybe. And then and then there's that scene at the shooting range when um, Bryce, like, shot really good shots. And then you see in Hunt's eyes and he's like, or something. I don't even know how to describe what do you it. you think he's about like, the, dis- the descriptions? Do you like them? The over- overly dramatic I mean, descriptions? Is it weird if I say yes? Because <laughs> those of people like hate them and then lots of people also like them. It's like... <laughs> no, I find it really over the top, but I also like it. It's like... I actually really like the overly dramatic stuff. Yeah, it's like, so just, funny. Sometimes it makes me cringe. Other times, like, when she's describing battle scenes or, like, badass scenes, it works a lot. Yeah, But not is. when she's just talking about... um golden brown bodies <laughs> and the muscle upon muscle underneath all that skin oh. like we get it but we also, also love like it so tall. how tall are they like i don't even feet. know <laughs> what characters should we go to different characters now and i can't really remember the other characters to be honest okay like okay. i just i was just so focused on bryce and hunt <laughs> Yeah, they kind of take really the whole plot, but um, they're not even that um, like that important. But yeah, exactly. I guess Micah, um, and then how he kind of is in control. So I think Hunt wasn't he part of some sort of uprising which failed, and then his lover, who was I think it was called Shahar or something, she was killed. Yeah, and I think she has a twin sister who's like evil or something. So I think Hunt, whenever he sees her, like starts freaking out. But then he became so Hunt became a slave of Micah, and he was responsible for the so two thousand something deaths which he and his rebels took, all the lives that he took, they took. So and then he has to kill two thousand and something people to get free. But then, with this deal, he can get it down to 10, and then even less. Um, oh, yeah, you know that thorn tattoo across Hunt's forehead? Oh, I mean, but there is one. It's like okay. a thorn halo or something on his forehead, which kind of controls his power, I think. I don't know if it... Um, Does it limit dampen- it? Yeah, I don't know if it, whether it dampens or, like, limits his power, which it was, like, to create or manipulate lightning, I think. So just imagine uh, how powerful he is when I'm hoping, I'm thinking they'll probably somehow get rid of it. They're yeah. literally all too powerful. Can they just all lose their powers, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> Who's some other characters? I mean, Bryce's half-brother, Rune Danan. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but... Isn't if- he just that classic sexy guy? Maybe. <laughs> I can't remember what he did. Oh, he's just like, he's like the heir. He kind of helps along with the investigation. He shows up quite often, but he's not that 
much of the main character. But there's like one mm-hmm. thing, um, you know, when how like whenever they turn like a certain age, they have to go visit the oracle who like reveals the future or something. And that oracle told him that he would be um, that the bloodline, the royal bloodline, would end with him. So I'm thinking. Will he get murdered, or will he just never find someone to have kids with, or will he... Like, something is going to happen. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Um, okay. Yeah, and then he, like, lies to his father that... He lies to his father about what the oracle said. Um, and then also, I think it's really cute how him and Bryce were, like, really close when they were younger. And, like, they had that, like, brother-sister relationship but then. Yeah, that's really cute. He says that he insults her and then they don't talk for a bit. But then I'm hope I think slowly with this book they might become closer. We'll see. I think they'll forgive each other. I really hope so because I, I like him as a character. Yeah. And I feel like Bryce needs more company, you know? Like mm. her whole friendship group literally got murdered. Yeah. So. Oh, there was that one incident at the the bar or the club place where the, the bomb goes off and then she like it's with her friend Juniper, who's like, what? Who Juniper was? Was she like a half goat or half something with hooves? Juniper and Dromeda, Andromeda. Oh, she's a fawn. Oh yeah, they have like this the shift of people who can shift into like different animals, like shape. Danica, yeah, like Danica, they could shift in her pack. They could shift into wolves. Yeah, and I don't know. Like, um, in the book, they also mention a lion shifter, and I don't know if Juniper is, like, half fawn, half human or something, but... I feel like she can no. just change. Yeah. Like she... Maybe. Yeah. I think she's um, just a fawn. Yeah. Yeah, so, wait, back to the club. You know when the club exploded, and then Bryce, like, protects Juniper from being, like, hurt or something? So I think that shows, like, kind of... I don't know whether um, whether she just doesn't care about herself or she just cares too much about other people and like she like puts them them before her or something. I don't know. No, I feel like she's just very selfless. Like yeah. I like that. And it kind of shows... No, yeah, because I think what Sarah J Maas is trying to show is that usually in her other books... It's usually the male guy who's always saving everyone else. And I really liked how in this book, it's it's more about Bryce um, as a female character, like saving everyone else and showing more like the feminine power. Yeah. Girl power. Girl power. <laughs> yeah, I really like Bryce. Um, yeah, I think, no, I think throughout, throughout the whole book, um, she was just being very selfless and everything. Mm. I mean, what I don't know what else I can say about that. Yeah. yeah. you got to read the second part. I know. Apparently, like, the ending is really, like, like, you can't stop reading it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the beginning is such a drag. But then when you get to this end part, like, you literally cannot stop. Yeah. Action upon action upon action. Yeah. Which... It's so good. So yeah, that's why that's I like her style. It's very yeah. descriptive and dramatic, but that's all I need in life. I just I like dramatic stuff, you know. Yeah. 
And like, I think, I don't know if it was one of Sarah J. Mass's other books, but was one of them set in first person? I can't remember. Was it Akatar? Yeah, I think the whole thing with like putting it in third person that you can kind of put it through anyone's point of view while maintaining it in third person and you can see what everyone thinks. And No, I really like, no, I think she should stick with third person. Yeah, because I agree. I, I feel like she's very comfortable writing in that. And there are loads of characters in her books. Yeah. But would you, like, want to read from another person's point of view, like Hunt's point of view or something? Did we have that? I can't remember if we did. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe, like... like, Do you mean, like, first person from Hunt's point of view? No, no, it can still be third person, but, like, from another person's, like, POV. I mean, you sometimes there are like bits that you get through um, each of their point of views, right? Yeah. Both Bryce and Hunt and. But at the same time, it's more like we're following Bryce, especially for like murder mysteries. I think it's better if you just follow one character. Otherwise, it just gets very messy, and we know more than the person we're following, and that just spoils the whole book for us. Okay. I've still yet to see like an average looking fairy like why do they all have to look so peng i wouldn't be motivated to read about them you know oh my god but they all look the same they're all described the same they just have different smells <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so true like uh, so i forgot like they each have their own little scent and then he yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for listening to today's podcast part two will be up next stay tuned